look around this morning, and I want you to look at the people that are here with you this morning. Uh, and I want you to just think about everybody that's come together. Some of you guys drove five minutes to get here. Some of you guys drove 50 minutes to get here. Uh, then we can start thinking about the different kind of vehicles that you drove. Somebody, Some people like those little sporty cars, you know, like they're trying to make up for something, you know, a little sporty car. Real nice and fancy, but some people like big trucks, right, that they don't need. I mean, what, what do you need all that truck for? It's got six doors and a bed that's, you know, 50 foot long. But, and then there's those people in between, right, you know, those minivan people that have kids, and then those who can't quite commit to a minivan, so they have one of them SUVs that look like a minivan kind of thing, you know. And then, you know, I didn't realize how big a deal is when you start dealing with color, what color is this car? Do you know this? I want a red. Who has a red car? You know, just nobody? Red? Reds must not be a popular color. There's a sale on red cars today. Nobody's buying them. Uh, black, white, you know, there's different colors of cars that we have, right? I mean, it's, it's just when you start thinking about the choices we make and the things that we do. In this room, there's all kind of jobs represented, people that work the gamut, um, people who work in every kind of industry. Some, look around, there's people with, with blonde hair, you know, black hair, no hair. Some people in here that we don't know what color the hair is supposed to be, right? It's just, let's just say it's not original, right? It's not the original color. But listen, we're, we're, there's a lot of different people gathered here this morning. But why are you here? Why are you here? Did you come this morning out of obligation? Out of pressure from a family member? Because there's somebody here that you wanted to see? Maybe it's just a habit that you come here on Sunday morning. Maybe when you were in your mother's belly, you were in church. She had you in the, in the lobby and you've been in church your entire life, Right? And then you brought your kids to church, and it's like a family tradition. It's just, it's what we do. We just come to church. And then some of you may have been drugged, right? You were drugged out of bed, drugged to the car. You were drugged in here from the parking lot. You still got the pavement burns on you from being drugged across the parking lot to the seat you're in. But why are you here? Why are you supposed to be here? See, during the week, we should be so overwhelmed with the love and the grace and the joy of the Lord that it drove us to this place. We are so taken back by who He is throughout the week that we've come together with other people who are overwhelmed with the love and the grace and the joy of the Lord. And we've come together to worship God. David put it this way, you God or my God, earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. I have seen you in the sanctuary and behold your power and your glory because your love is better than life. My lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live and in your name I will lift up my hands. I will be fully satisfied as with the richest of foods. With singing lips, my mouth will praise you. Is that your heart and your attitude this morning? 
Is that the reason you're here? What David spoke there? Exodus chapter 3. You don't have to turn your Bibles there this morning. I'm not teaching this morning. I'm, I'm proclaiming a little bit, but not teaching. Moses was tending his flock for his father-in-law Jethro. And so he had taken the flock on his usual route. And he, he was on Mount Horeb. They called it the mountain of God. And as Moses was making his way, doing his regular work, he saw a bush that was burning. And so he stopped. And he saw it and he said, you know what, I think I'm going to make, that's a very curious thing. I think I'm going to go over there and see what it is. So he walks over there and he sees, here's this bush, it's burning, but it's not burning up. And when he gets over there, he hears somebody say, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Now listen to what God said. Do not come any closer. Take off your sandals for the place you are standing on is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And at this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. Moses, there is a difference between you and me, God was saying. There's a difference. You're going about your work, your everyday task, and you stop and you come and look. But let me just stop you and let you know, help you to understand, there is a difference between you and me. As a matter of fact, when you come into my presence, the place you are standing on is holy ground, and you need to take your shoes off as a sign of respect. God says, stop, Moses. This ain't every day. This ain't what you're used to. You stop. Because in my presence, Moses, you are on holy ground. And listen, there's nothing special about these bricks, this steel, this mortar that this place is built on. But I want you to know that where you are standing, where you walked in with your shoes on is holy ground. Because the God Almighty, the God of the universe, is here. And listen, I understand. Listen, we we go about our everyday motions, right? We go in our same old, same old attitude that we go through life with a lot of times. And see, you came to church the last Sunday, the Sunday before that, and the Sunday before that. And you get into that church rut to where you come in and you sit and you listen to some music. And you hear some preaching. You go, I like that song. I didn't like this song. And then somebody preaches and you go, oh, that sermon was great or these points were good, but I didn't like that sermon or he could have done better. He went too long. And we get in that church rut and we forget the very reason and the purpose why we're sitting in these seats that God has drawn all these different kind of people together in this one spot is not to listen and to hear and to do all these things for ourselves. It's it's about Almighty God. And the place that you are standing on this morning is holy ground. So we need to stop our casual attitude. Moses casually walked up to that bush and God said, stop. Don't go any further. You need to take your shoes off right now. And you need to recognize the truth of this situation. And the truth of this situation is you are standing on holy ground. You are in the presence of Almighty God. And there's a difference 
than all the other steps that you've taken. And this morning, like I said, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time trying to teach you things this morning, but I want us to stop our regular routine. And I want us to think about whose presence we're in. And one of the things I want you to do is I want you to bend down and take off your shoes. I want you to just unlace them. They're all pretty. They make you taller than your husband. I get it. Take them off. Because you know what? This morning, you're on holy ground. So don't stand there looking at me like I'm crazy. Take your shoes off. I know I'm crazy, but take your shoes off anyhow. Because you're on holy ground this morning. We're going to worship the Almighty. One of the consequences of recognizing that you're in the presence of Almighty God is that you realize, just like Moses did, he said he was afraid. You recognize that he is holy and I am not. He is Almighty God and I am not. He created and rules this universe. I do not. Isaiah had a similar reaction. Chapter 6, he said, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on the throne. He was high and exalted. His robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphim, each six wings. With two wings they covered their face. With two they covered their feet. And with two they were flying. And they were calling to one another, holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. And at the sound of their voices, the doorpost and the threshold shook and the temple was filled with smoke. Woe to me. I cried, said Isaiah. I am ruined for I am a man of unclean lips and I live among a people of unclean lips and my eyes have seen the king the lord almighty see isaiah's reaction to being in the presence of god is to cry woe to me woe to me i'm a sinner i live a life that makes me unworthy to be in your presence god woe to me i live my life for myself for my own enjoyment for my own advancement, for my own selfish desires. Woe to me, I don't tell the truth. Woe to me, I don't treat people with the love of God. Woe to me, I don't share the gospel with a dying world who's, who's headed towards hell. Woe to me, I don't spend relationship, time in relationship with the Almighty. I've made my life about me. And I am unworthy, God, To stand in your presence. That is the reaction that we should have when we realize we are in the presence of Almighty God. I can talk a pretty mean game about football. You know, I I played since I was five years old, played all the way into college, and if you you know, the older I get, the bigger, the better I was, you know. You know how that works. 
the, the less I can do what I used to do, the better I get. But I remember standing beside a, a, a family friend. And his name is Billy Shaw. And Billy Shaw had a Super Bowl ring that he won with the Buffalo Bills as an offensive lineman. And I think he could have covered my entire head with his hand. It was that big. Mountain of a man. You stand and look at him, and he was huge. And to hear him tell his stories, it made me feel very inadequate as a football player. Let's just say that. And I I kept thinking, because I was a defensive lineman. You know, here I am all 5'9 and 220 of me. Well, that 220 was when I was in college, just so you know. The, the 220 of me going against this mountain of a man, I thought he would have killed me. He would have just went, and, you know, they would have carted me off and brought somebody else on. Um, so I feel woefully inadequate when I stand beside Billy and hear his stories. You know, when we stand in the presence of Almighty God, all we can do is cry, woe is me. All we can do is say, I am undone. I am unworthy. I've got Farmer Will's going to help me here. Come on, Farmer Will. Anytime I have a prop, Will's always really good to help me, you know. He's a good sport. So he's Farmer Will today. His, his wheelbarrow's having some issues, so I have to give him a little, little grace. But Will's going to shovel me a little. Um, I, I know what kind of cow this comes from because it said it on the bag. It's going, it said it was a black cow. That's the name brand. This is Black Cow. I was like, I, I did kind of ask. I said, What if I wanted some Red Cow? The guy, guy looked at me like, I don't think he got my joke. I was like, All right, never mind. <laughs> Thank you, Will. So, yeah, you can smell it a little bit. Get a little bit out there for you. It stinks. Surprising, right? But, but you know, if a lot of times what we do, I mean, it'd be like having this land in my living room. And it's right in the middle of the floor. And you know what I do? I've got guests coming over. So I start cleaning up. And I'm cleaning. And I'm getting everything. I really did need to dust this. I did, I'm did. i cleaning up, you know, and everything looks good. And my guests come over and they come in and they go, hey, like, Whew, what is that smell? Oh, don't worry. I've been cleaning the house. It's spick and span. Well, what about that pile in the floor right there? Oh, no, just ignore that. I, everything else is clean, though. Well, but it stinks. Well, ignore it, right? But so many times we do that with our life. Is that we have a big obvious pile of stink in our life of sin. And we clean up all around it and we do all the stuff around it, but we don't deal with the sin that's so obvious. And we're, we're trying to hide it, but it's there for everybody to see. And we... We, we hurt the worship of Almighty God. This morning, if you have sin you haven't dealt with, it hurts our worship. Go ahead. You got a rock? Pull it out. I have a confession. Hold your rock up. Everybody can see it if you got one. All right. In just a minute, I want you all to throw them at me. Okay. Hold on. Oh, wait, wait. Don't get really excited over here. Just hold on. Because I am a confessed sinner. You know, there, there was a rule where you threw rocks and stoned people when they sinned. And I am a sinner. But it, just like the teaching that Jesus gave us. Here's the only caveat for those of you who are getting ready to throw a rock at me. 
you can only throw it if you don't have any sin. You can only throw it if there's no sin in your life. He said, I know I'm pretty safe because I'd be the only one in here that could throw this rock then. I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm an admitted sinner. I, just, I lied. Say, I just lied. That's a sin. But listen, the, here's what happens, and this is a lot of times we don't deal with our sin because people don't really have rocks in church normally. But the reason we're afraid to come and kneel in brokenness before God is that we're scared that people are going to throw rocks of judgment. What are they going to think of me if I go down front and I kneel before God? They're going to think I've got sin in my life. I'm a Sunday school teacher. I've been doing it for 30 years. I can't let them see me go down front. Because we're afraid people are going to throw rocks of judgment at us. But here's the key. There's rocks all over this room and nobody can throw one. Because guess what? We all have sin in our life. None of us can throw a rock of judgment. We can't do it. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 13 says, Stop bringing meaningless offerings. See, we demean the worship of Almighty God when we come before Him and we refuse to deal with our sin. Stop bringing meaningless offerings. Your incense is detestable to me. Your Sabbaths, your assemblies, your festivals, I hate with all my being. They have become a burden to me. I am weary of bearing them. When you spread out your hands in prayer, I hide my eyes from you. Even when you offer many prayers, I'm not listening. Wash and make yourself clean and take your evil deeds out of my sight. See, we've already, we've already stopped this morning and acknowledged that God is here and we're standing on holy ground. And when we're in the presence of Almighty God, it should shine a light on the fact that we're not holy as He is holy. There's a difference between God and us. And I want to share something just from my heart. When I was growing up in church, I got saved when I was a teenager. And I remember when I was trying to make the decision of whether I was going to give my heart and my life to Jesus, I would sit in the pew. I didn't know what to do about it. You know, there's always that. There's a young person, what do I do? Do do I go down front? And I want to tell you something. The senior adults and the the adults in that church made a great example for me. They would go down front Sunday after Sunday. My grandfather would get up and walk down front and lay on his face at that altar. And as a young person, they taught me how to be broken before God. They taught me that that if they can do it, I as a teenager definitely can do it. Because I thought my grandfather was perfect. And too many times, listen, you adults, we get so stoic and so hidden on our feelings and we think we can't respond. But I want to tell you something as a young person who, who learned what to do at the altar of Almighty God by watching the adults respond in humility before God. It meant a lot to me. And we need to teach our young people what that means, what this altar is for. And listen, don't let the pile in your life inhibit the worship of Almighty God. This morning I want us to deal with it. I want to open this altar up to you for you to come and to deal with whatever it is that God is laying on your heart.
sleep is gone, my heart is full of sorrow. I can't believe how much I've let you down. I've let down the mates for me tomorrow. When the sun reveals my broken dreams. Shattered on the ground Please forgive me My one defense My righteousness Oh God, how I need you Just stay standing presence of the Lord is an awesome thing, especially when his people who are called by his name humble themselves. And listen, we've stopped and we've recognized that this place is different than when we were at Walmart this week. Than anywhere else we've been, we have come into the presence of Almighty God. And we've taken our shoes off to acknowledge that He is different than us. He is holy. And we've dealt with our sin. And what that creates, guys, is freedom to worship. Freedom to worship Almighty God like you were created for and intended to. You know, it's interesting. God takes a sinner who's far from Him And because His grace, love, and mercy turns them into a worshiper. And I testify as one of those today. Those rocks that you brought, get them back out. Because here's what I'm going to tell you. It's amazing that things that people mean, use for uh, meanness and judgment, they use to judge others and, and to throw those rocks of judgment. You know what rocks can be used for? They can also be used to build an altar of worship to God. He can take something sometimes that we intend to hurt others with, and He can take it and change it to use in worship. So this morning, if you've brought a rock, bring it down here this morning. Let's build an altar to Almighty God as we worship Him with the freedom of sin that's been forgiven. Let's worship a holy God. presence of the Lord is an awesome thing, especially when his people who are called by his name humble themselves. And listen, we've stopped and we've recognized that this place is different than when we were at Walmart this week, than anywhere else we've been. We have come into the presence of Almighty God. And we've taken our shoes off to acknowledge that He is different than us. He is holy. And we've dealt with our sin. And what that creates, guys, is freedom to worship. Freedom to worship Almighty God like you were created for and intended to. You know, it's interesting. God takes a sinner who's far from Him. And because His grace, love, and mercy turns them into a worshiper. And I testify as one of those today. Those rocks that you brought, get them back out. 
because here's what I'm going to tell you. It's amazing that things that people mean, use for uh, meanness and judgment, they use to judge others and, and to throw those rocks of judgment. You know what rocks can be used for? They can also be used to build an altar of worship to God. He can take something sometimes that we intend to hurt others with, and He can take it and change it to use in worship. So this morning, if you've brought a rock, bring it down here this morning. Let's build an altar to Almighty God as we worship Him with the freedom of sin that's been forgiven. Let's worship a holy God.